Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi there, this is Penny. Today, if I were to title this little podcast, I would say, Am I Trying to Raise Stepford Children? Now, many of you may not know what that refers to. There was a movie years ago that was put out called Stepford Wives. And it was a movie about these men that were trying to create the perfect wife. Without a mind of her own, they were just kind of robots, so to speak, that would do the bidding of the man, the husband. It's a crazy kind of movie, but that idea just stuck in my mind, even regard to our children. And that's not something we want to do, is raise these perfect little children that don't ever go against what we think or say, and that just fall in line and just represent us and represent God so well that they wouldn't think of of stepping out of line. My kids often ask me, even still, how did you raise eight kids and not lose your mind and not often seem stressed out or overly frustrated? And I'm sure they see that through rose-colored glasses to some degree. I'm sure I had plenty of moments that were less than ideal. But overall, I think I learned as time went on not to focus on the little things, not to focus on every little thing. Now, this has been a work in progress for sure. Now that I'm a grandmother, it comes much easier. I've learned throughout the trials of life. But Now with my grandkids and the older I got, I've realized that the need to deal with or correct or discipline for every little thing that a child does is not necessarily the most effective or fruitful way to parent. Kids will, of course, fight with each other, not always obey immediately, push the envelope, and be very difficult a lot of times. I think it's really important to find the non-negotiables in our family. What are the things in our family DNA as our parenting objectives? What are really important to us? What do we really want to focus on? Some of mine were, you know, these are not a lot, but some of mine were and still are with the grandkids. Not talking to me rudely or disrespectfully. Um, Not hitting me, obviously, like not striking me or being real rough with me or something like that in an, in anger. Um, things, on the other hand, like that they got distracted and didn't follow through with what I asked them. They got into an argument with each other or bickering or fighting. They perhaps were untruthful about something they were being called out about. Even they hit each other. They, in my thinking, were and are more ambiguous, and need to be considered more on a case-to-case basis. The pressure, in my thinking, to create Stepford children often drives parents to push, 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 and drive their children, even at young ages. I know as a young mom, there were too many times where I did that very thing, and I regret it immensely. Children become discouraged when they think that they do everything wrong. 
when they think that they're always disappointing us, that they just can't measure up? Do they need to be corrected and trained and disciplined? Absolutely. But we need to strategically pick our battles and have a game plan for how we handle various behaviors. Ephesians 6, 4, and this is directed, these two verses are directed to fathers, but I think they certainly apply to mothers as well. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way that you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Colossians 3.21 says, Fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. My goodness, I hate the fact that sometimes I really discouraged my children by being too hard on them, by being too demanding. How does God handle us? Does he rush to judgment or discipline regarding every wrong move and choice we make? Or is he patient and kind? A section of scripture in Exodus 34, 6, where Moses had asked God to reveal himself to him. And he Moses hid in, in the cleft of the rock and covered his face and God passed by him. And it says, the Lord passed by in front of him and re- proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness and truth. I look at that as God's resume. And it says here, he was abounding in truth too. He wasn't just a, obviously, wishy-washy, anything goes God, and nor should we be that way as parents. Isaiah thirty eighteen says, therefore, the Lord longs to be gracious to you. And therefore, he waits on high to have compassion on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Obviously, he cares about justice and doing what's right, but he waits. He's looking to have compassion on us. And then I love Isaiah 54, 13. I speak this over my children now. All your children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the well-being of your children. Hmm, I love that. It's clear that God wants us to train our children to honor and obey him and us but how we do it really matters. When Keith and I were young parents, there was a good bit of teaching on child discipline. It was emphasized pretty strongly. As a matter of fact, we actually handed out paddles at our baby dedications. Well, that's kind of crazy, but that's what we did. (laughs) Uh, I'll never forget the time I spanked my three-year-old for not eating her scrambled eggs. She didn't want them that particular day. She didn't like them that day. That kind of feels horrific to me now. Even the time I lost my temper because my daughter, I think she was about age seven, maybe six or seven, she decided to change her room and peel the wallpaper off because she wanted to redecorate. I was so angry. Was that the right thing for her to do? No, not really. But she was a precocious, creative child, and I should have made it about the big picture not about the fact that she messed up the room and how angry I was about it. Especially in our busyness and stress, we can often be reactive and not proactive. We can respond in a way that doesn't take into account the personality, perhaps the actual mindset behind the wrongdoing. Instead, we respond based on our own irritation. The more seasoned I became as a parent, I believe the more balance and clarity I felt in regard to patience, long-suffering, 
kindness, gentleness, how to balance the two things of kindness and truth and, and instruction and training and discipline. Sometimes when I was younger, I was so busy with so many things I was juggling. I wanted instant, automatic obedience. And I expected that. And I would not only be angry at the child, at my, but at myself if I couldn't get them to do that. But human beings don't work that way. Do you? Do I? That's the goal. Sure, we want them to obey and honor us. But we have to train. We have to work with. We have to live with in an understanding way to take time for to value, to make straight paths in a way that demonstrates the character of God, not the willfulness of man. And so many times I was just willful. I was angry. I was frustrated. I was impatient. We're human. We're going to do that. But I promise you, you will never regret the extra time, the extra care to seek God's wisdom, to communicate well, to slow down, to nurture, and teach with gentleness. Proverbs 31, 26. Oh, that Proverbs 31 stuff can be intimidating. But it says she opens her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. Another translation says when she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instruction with kindness. Kindness, no matter who we're dealing with, whether we're an adult dealing with someone in our church, whether we're dealing with a friend, a grown uh, daughter or son, or little children, we have to give instruction with kindness. We can't just speak with harshness. I want to encourage you from my many years of both failures and successes. Learn from a seasoned parent and grandparent who sometimes has taken pains to learn things I wish I understood sooner. Don't drive your children to be Stepford children who cannot live up to your standards. Don't be harsh. Be gentle. Be clear. Be precise. Be firm. Give boundaries. Give standards. This applies to fathers every bit as much. You notice those verses were directed to fathers. I recently just had a dad tell me how he struggles to be slow to anger, to be patient. He gets so frustrated and he he wants obedience and he sometimes demands it. This isn't uncommon, but it is a mistake. It will come back to trouble you later. You will not look back and be glad that you didn't use patience or kindness in your training and discipline. And I speak to dads as well, very much so. So these are my heart's ponderings for today. I think this is so important as we are parents and even grandparents with our grandkids. And I want you to prosper as a family. So I wanted to share this with you and just know that I love you and am believing the best for you and your family. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for listening to the Flourish podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.